I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi family, welcome to Live Your Best Life. I am Liz Wright. When I was praying and thinking about today's episode, I started to think about sharing with you guys a very out-of-the-box story from my life that truly happened with a number of close friends of mine who also witnessed it. I felt Holy Spirit literally blast me to share this story. So here we go. I want you to listen for strength as I'm sharing, fresh strength to fill your life. You know, just listen to what Holy Spirit's done in my life and just take the nuggets to strengthen you up to live your best life. You know, what does that mean? It means living as a new creation in the fullness of Jesus' intention for your life, strong and powerful, free, filled with governmental authority, confidence in who you actually are now, in whose you are and who resides inside of you, obviously Christ in you. The hope of glory is your source of strength now. So as I share this very extraordinary God story with you from my life, vulnerably, openly, my whole heart is that it would release power and hope and a completely different level of expectation of what God can do through your life to you. Actually, as I begin, the scripture from Ephesians has kept coming into my spirit um, from Ephesians 4, where the scripture says that Jesus ascended to begin the restoration of all things. So that's basically what this story is about. It's about Jesus having me partner with him in the restoration of all things and actually redeeming history, cleaning up the mess that has had continuing impact in our lives now. He's the one who is the restorer of everything, right? I love that scripture. You know, he ascended to begin the restoration of all things, all things. So every single thing we face in life, every single thing that our families are going through, our nations are experiencing, everything. The one who is the true history maker, right? The Alpha and Omega. The earth is his and is the Lord's and everything in it, we are his. Everything in it is being completely restored. That word all is all encompassing, right? The restoration of all things. So back to my story. That's just to give you a framework, a, a biblical perspective to hear what I'm about to share through. And I pray that it really strengthens you. So getting into the detail of it, this is a number of years ago now. I was living in England. I was um, working in a company and in a ministry context as a prayer director and a communications director. And Part of what I did in that time was I had a group of us that met every day to, 
to pray, to be with Jesus, to get his heart for the company that I was working for and for the region that I lived in. And so we would just be with Jesus, worshipping him until we connected and then just listening to his what was on his heart and then coming in agreement with that, which is that's my understanding, honestly, of what true intercession is. So as these experiences started to happen to me, just as we sat at the, the feet of Jesus every day and just worshipped him, and he began to infuse more and more of his heart into us, he started to take me into a completely new realm of experiences with him. So I tucked myself in through relationship to one of the real mature spiritual fathers in the United Kingdom to make myself accountable because I had no grid for what was happening, just to stay safe and stay in relationship through the whole experience. As I, but I you know, knew Jesus enough to know this was him. There was his fruit all over it. His heart was, I was full of his heart. I was full of his power. I was full of faith. And then off we went into these experiences. So what started to happen was that we would be in worship and Jesus began to take me back in time, like through the timeline of history. I'd be in worship one minute, just adoring Jesus, feeling his love, getting blasted with his glory, filled with faith. And then boom, I would be consciously aware that I was now, one of the experiences was I was back in the tower of London 500 and odd years ago during the evening of the night before Queen, well, she was the Queen of England at the time, Anne Boleyn, who was the second wife of Henry VIII, was, was waiting, imprisoned to be executed. Now stay with me here, family. There's a glorious outcome to this. This is, you can, you can hear with your spirits what, what is truth here as Holy Spirit just is with me in the midst of this story that he initiated in my life. So this is part of redeeming all things, right? He's cleaning up history. So I went into a time where I began to feel the mother heart in Anne Boleyn the night before, so I could feel this in the, as I was there present in, in the timeline, in this particular moment in time where I was experiencing her as a wife and a mother, as a woman. And she was going through the excruciating pain of knowing that she was going to be leaving her daughter, who then became the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth I, who was at that time three years old, that she was going to no longer be able to be there with her. And I just began to move in compassionate intercession for Jesus to restore all of the implications of that moment in history, what was happening to this queen who was unjustly accused of having um, inappropriate relations with her brother, which is why she was executed. So she was accused falsely. It came out through time that her, she had been accused of a sexual relationship with her brother, George. His wife eventually confessed after Anne had been executed and a number of the other members of the family, including George, had been executed for betraying the king. 
years later, there are historical records that document what happened years later through the pressure and the intense guilt of what had happened. The wife of George began to implode emotionally. She couldn't cope with the guilt of the fact that she had falsely accused both Anne and George. And she confessed to King Henry VIII that she had been jealous of the friendship between the brother and sister. Those false accusations caused Anne Boleyn to be executed and Queen Elizabeth I to be robbed of her mother at three years old. I didn't know any of that context when this started to happen. And so I was there feeling the Lord's heart because all of history is contained within the heart of God, right? And so he took me back into experiencing that moment in history that mattered to him so much that that part of history was transformed by his blood. Now, only heaven knows, only Jesus knows the full implications, the impact of what happened. Obviously, for, for Elizabeth I, obviously, she, Anne Boleyn was the Queen of England. There were huge implications politically at that time. There were family lines and intentions of God that were aborted at that time because of that decision that was ungodly, was unrighteous. And so obviously Anne Boleyn came into being the second wife of Henry VIII through a very messy situation. Um, you know, C Catherine of Aragon was the, f was the first wife of Henry VIII. She was the Queen of England and she was his rightful wife, you know. And so Anne Boleyn and Henry VIII had had a relationship that was ungodly. So they, she came into that position in a mess, in a, in a messy situation. The Lord wanted to bring all of it, all of it, under his, the full force of his redeeming power. So this kind of situation started to happen to me. But I could feel his heart. I could feel, even though I did, I could not comprehend the fullness of what he was doing. I knew that he was engaging me into this, partly because I am from that bloodline. It's a very messy bloodline, but it is my bloodline. So on my dad's bloodline, his mum, my grandma, they moved back in history, that was my family. So the Lord was taking me as a as a, mem a current member of that family, now in Christ, and beginning to release the power of his blood through the timeline to begin to restore everything that was lost. And like I say, well, I'll only know in the fullness of time, in, in, in heaven, the fullness of what he's done through this prayer. So this is a three-year journey. These kind of encounters being filled more and more with understanding that he was about redeeming family, rede redeeming lost inheritances, redeeming everything that their lives touched, which included like the marriage of, of Catherine of Aragon and Henry VIII actually brought forth the establishing of what is now the Institutional Church of England, the, the, of England, the Church of England. So again, the Lord was releasing his blood, cleansing away the negative impact of what happened, bringing forth beauty out of the ashes. So towards the end of this journey, this is the bit I want to get to, was I woke up one morning, Jesus said to me, clear as a bell into my spirit, I want you to go to Peterborough Cathedral today. I'm like, 
okay, Jesus, where, what's at Peterborough Cathedral? You know, like every good prophet, you get on Google and just have a quick look around and, and search for, you know, something like to try to sort of kind of flesh out what Jesus is wanting to do here. Found out that Catherine of Aragon's tomb was in Peterborough Cathedral. Of course, first wife of Henry VIII. Anne Boleyn had had the affair and effectively stolen that place, that position in Henry VIII's heart and life and in the nation and all the implications that go with it politically, et cetera, et cetera. So I was with three other friends of mine, intercessors. We all jump in the car, another God adventure, off we go. Drive to Peterborough Cathedral, walk in, find the tomb. The whole the cathedral's huge. It was empty sat down on the side of the tomb, really not knowing anything other than all I wanted to do was just sit and honor the Lord, thanking him for the redemption of the life of, of Anne Boleyn and my own bloodline, everything that was lost there. And also what felt most important in my heart was that I was honoring the life of Catherine of Aragon and calling forth redemption there. I suddenly felt really strongly that I wanted to put carnations on the tomb. No idea why, but that was really strong in my spirit. The next thing is we're sitting there, this beautiful lady comes forward and she looked like a, a Spanish lady. She had long wavy black hair, dark hair, and sort of slightly Spanishy looking clothes, very simple. And she had two bouquets of carnations in her hand. She walked up to the tomb. She had little diamonds in her hair. She was very beautiful. And she walked up towards the tomb and she looked at me. So I'm sitting on the tomb with my other friends sitting around me. And this was physically happening. And she hands me a, bo a, a bouquet of the carnations. We started to feel this thick presence of peace coming around us. But of course, it's happening physically, real time. So we're not really thinking anything at this point, not connecting what's going on, other than suddenly paying attention to the fact that the Lord's presence is increasing. So I take a bouquet of carnations, kneel down next to this lady, and we just start to arrange the carnations on the tomb. Then sit back up. And the lady stands in front of me with her head sort of bowed slightly in front of me towards me looking at me. And out of my spirit, I began to say to this lady, this perfect stranger, God has called me to come here today to repent on behalf and apologize, really, on behalf of a member of the Berlin family for what my family did, what Anne Boleyn did to Catherine of Aragon, to say that it was wrong and just to honor Catherine of Aragon and her family and call forth the redemption of all that was lost because of what my family did. So this perfect stranger, you know, thinking, it, it, while I'm even saying it, thinking to myself, my goodness me, this, you know, <laughs> sounds like crazy. <laughs> but my spirit was pouring this out. So, and then I said to her, do you come here? Meaning, are you the flower lady? You know, are you arranging the flowers for the tombs? And then she said in a soft Spanish accent, when I come here, and I said to her, what's your name? And she said, Catalina. And then by this stage, my other friends around me are crying and realizing something supernatural is happening. And 
I was a bit slow on the uptake, but, but I was sort of in the moment. And as she said Catalina, she just stepped back slightly and reverentially bowed towards me and she slowly reached her hand out towards me. And I reached my hand out towards her. She never took her eyes off me. And as my hand touched her hand, I felt my hand go through down through time and dimensions. And as I touched her hand, I knew in my spirit that everything that the enemy had done, all of the negative implications and impact that had happened between those two women, between Anne Boleyn and her position as Queen of England and Catherine of Aragon as her position of Queen of England, every and obviously as Anne Boleyn as being the mother of Queen Elizabeth I, and everything that those two ladies represented, as I touched this lady's hand, it was healed. It all came under the redeeming blood of Jesus and I was co-reigning with Christ, working with him to redeem all things. He was doing that through me. I sat back, literally two seconds, looked at my friend on my right, turned round and she'd gone. The cathedral was huge. There was one door at the other end. We all stood up. We all saw this together. We looked around. She was completely gone. And of course, she was Catherine of Aragon. The Lord had brought her from the cloud of witnesses as he was redeeming, restoring all things. That's our God. So coming out of the cathedral, walking back through Peterborough town, getting back into the car, we were stunned. I mean, trying to process what had just happened where we had physically together, this wasn't a vision, this was a physical visitation, where Jesus was sovereignly redeeming history. We, we were, I mean, it just transformed us. I mean, you can imagine the level of faith that exploded inside of us. Obviously, we knew that we had just experienced something that was so holy, so sovereign, so supernatural. And like I said at the beginning of this show, so out of the box, this is not normal Christianity. You know, I believe it's going to be. <laughs> and for some people, it probably is. But for us at that time, this was extraordinary. And so we were trying to, I mean, there was no doubt what had happened had happened. There was no uh, concern that something incorrect was happening. This was full of power, full of love, you know, the Holy Spirit infusing me, you know, real time in the car, you know, we could feel his joy. And so there was no concern about that. What we were trying to uh, find was biblical uh, precedent for it, trying to understand through the scriptures, this kind of ministry of Jesus coming through us you know, at this time. And so, you know, so sort of, and obviously I've given you a scripture from Ephesians 4 about that, but it took us a while to process this and to just talk about it together, you know, it, it, and also to be wise with then who we shared this kind of experience with, because, you know, and obviously when we did do that, the presence of God would be just all over us, you know, Holy Spirit's so kind, isn't he? He was confirming to people what we were saying was real, but it was a new grid. 
was in, it was a new grid of understanding, certainly for our community at that time. But we were, it left us powerful, excited, filled with faith, filled with a whole new expectation, like wanting to just be on God adventures with Jesus as he redeems planet Earth, breaks it all free from his bondage to decay as we get more and more, like more and more convinced of of that we are sons of the kingdom. You know, this is the truth now. So we can we can flow with him more easily, expecting that this is the life he's predestined for us to walk in. So, so as we finish this episode today, I just encourage you to stay with Jesus. You know, ask him these massively important questions for your life. What does he want you to work with him on in terms of his redemptive plan? What does he want to transform through you as you partner with him and you go on an amazing another God adventure with him? So if you if you you know somebody's coming to mind, you feel there are people that would be strengthened by the content of what I've shared today in this episode. Please rate, review, just share what uh, with you know on your social media platforms. Just get the message out to people because we're rising up together in this hour family. It's not one or two of us. This is for all of us. We are going to be walking in the fullness of the new creation experience. Our best life now, the life that God pre-ordained for us to walk in, to experience before the foundation of the earth, right? And if you need um, resources that can help you, strengthen you in your own journey with the Lord right now, just I encourage you, jump onto the website, lizwright.org. We've got content there that can, products there that can really strengthen your life. There's one particular one that comes to mind. Um, it's an e-course that um, that we developed a little while ago called Secrets of the Secret Place that will really um, strengthen your help sp strengthen your spiritual life to really go deeper and deeper into the into secret life living living in that vibrant living experiential place of connection with Jesus so I just encourage you jump on there see if there's something on there that that you can use to just go deeper and deeper and deeper in your walk with him at this time and uh, into more and more encounters with him